Hello, and welcome to Young Folk Knits. My name is Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a very yarny podcast. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to another episode here at Young Folk Knits. How are you doing today, Becky? I'm doing really good. How about you, Casey? How are you feeling? I am. I'm doing pretty good. I've got a little bit of a scratchy throat today, so I've got some hot tea that I'm slowly sipping on, <laughs> even though it's hot outside. It's actually been a nice couple of days. It has. It was beautiful. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was beautiful, wasn't it? And we took a walk in the evening and I didn't even sweat, not even once, not even a drop. <laughs> we went for a walk yesterday too. I was like, what is this craziness? This is amazing. <laughs> Tell us about what you've been knitting on this week. I've just been pretty monogamous on my um, Pinguono by Stephen West. Um, I had some company, well, not really company. I had my son and my daughter-in-law that came over this weekend, their family. So I guess they don't count as company, but we hung out a lot. So I didn't, I didn't knit a ton, but I did manage to get um, the front left, the front right done. I have a sleeve on. So what I have left now is just one sleeve, a collar. I guess I have a lot left now that I'm saying it. <laughs> a sleeve, a collar, the bottom hem, and then I have to do the I-cord edging on everything. So at first when I started that that uh, paragraph, I was feeling really good about it. But now I'm like, hey, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot left. That's okay. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. It was brighter before I started my sentence. <laughs> it's starting to dim. <laughs> it started to dim. <laughs> All of um remaining steps you have <laughs> right. one thing i really like about stephen west patterns is that he he does seem to make them very clear step by step i never felt overwhelmed when i'm making one of his patterns i just feel like i'm you know moving on to the next step is all very clear and I, I really like the way he lays everything out yeah i agree i mean this is my first stephen west pattern well actually i don't think that's true i i did like was there one called like Boneyard Shawl or there was some very easy shawl that I had made as one of my first shawls. It was one of his patterns. I think it's a free one, whatever that one is. Um, but this is, I, I'm calling this my first Stephen West pattern. This is the only one I really remember clearly. Um, but it's very clear, like you mentioned, there are some video tutorials in the pattern um, there's tons of pictures. And so he like shows pictures of what he's talking about when he says to do things. And it's just a lot of fun. The pattern, I mean, really am enjoying it because it's different. The way it's built is different than anything I've ever done before. And it's done in a fun way. So, um, I highly recommend if you're, if you're looking for a good time. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of his vertices, you not pattern in the sense that you do a lot of sections and then you're picking up on adjoining sections and something about that could, it could be difficult, but he does a really good job of making that easy to do with the picking up of all the stitches. I feel like when you just keep on moving to the next section, it flows really well and it keeps you engaged and it sort of makes it go by faster before you know what you're done. Right. Right. You can tell in his patterns that, it rubs off on you. You catch some of that joy when you're making, when you're making you do. it. You, know he likes you do. Making it. Right. It's kind of like, 
kind of like a choose your own adventure book from the 80s. Those were my favorite things when I was a kid. I would go to the book fair and I'd have my little, you know, all of my little change from my uh, piggy bank. And I would go to the book fair and I would always look for a choose your own adventure because then you get to the page, you're like, what's next? What's next? Ooh, I'll go, I'll go over there. Ooh, I don't think I want the polar bear to attack me. I'm going to hop on this plane <laughs> instead. <laughs> I love those books. Book fairs were the best. <laughs> they were. They were the best. Get some scratch and sniff stickers there. Couple of choose your own adventure books. Maybe a poster with something really weird on it. Usually, <laughs> you know, what's it called where when you move, the picture kind of moves. Look at it from a different angle. They always had tons of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what have you been working on since we last spoke? So I did finish my test knit. Um, not last week. I think I finished it the week. Did I finish it the week before? I'm glad that it is done. I really like it. And Andrea Mowry starting to put sneak peeks up on Instagram. So I think all of that is fixing to be released pretty soon. And since then, I can't help myself. I signed up for another test knit <laughs> because I have a problem. I have a serious problem. I do have a text message from you that says, do not let me sign up for any more test knits. And I said, oh, sure. Wink, wink. And you're like, I'm serious. <laughs> How many of those text messages do you have for me? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> oh, you know, after I signed up for the current one that I'm starting right now, I saw another one pop up and it was it's for a cardigan that is so cute, but it's color work. It was sport weight yarn. It's like hip length. It was going to be something, you know, huge and it's due pretty soon. I remember I sent you that text message and you're like, honey, you don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I did, I did start another test knit, which is yet again, secret in the sense that I can't share a lot of details about it, but it is, it's going well. It's a pretty simple knit. And to go along with it, I cast on my Rosenland top, which is a pattern by Sari Nordland. And it is literally all over texture everywhere. There's multiple charts happening at once. <laughs> it's on the front, it's on the back. Plus there's panels of moss stitch, which I love. I have a deep love for moss stitch. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. The main pattern or the main chart, I should say, in the center is definitely a Japanese knitting chart. And it's really, it's got that look. You know, to me, all of the Japanese knitting charts, the the lace and the cables mixed together, they have a very distinct look and it's got it's got the, that look. But I, I love it. I think it's beautiful and I'm having a lot of fun. It's addicting. <laughs> nice. I did miss cross a cable and I had to ladder back many, many, many rows of cables, but I did fix it. That's so, mind boggling to me. I, <laughs> I don't think my brain can do it. I mean, I can ladder back and pick up some drop stitches and stock net garter. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it with a cable. I oh, don't you know. Could. You definitely could. It's just, it doesn't look perfect because you kind of move the yarn all around and it, you definitely have to hope that blocking is going to fix that <laughs> in the end. 
Are you camp? This is not perfect. I've got to rip it out and start over or camp. Block and I'll fix that. Uh, it depends. But most likely, I have to rip it out and start over. Because I have tried doing that. Like, oh, I'll block it. Or, oh, that won't bother me. But then it's like I open up my drawer to pull it out. And I'm like, oh, I can't wear that. That's got that mistake. <laughs> you and know so, Right, right. So I think it's, I have to pull it out and I fix do it. I do have one tiny cable that I turned the wrong way and it is on my shoulder way up underneath my hair at the very beginning and I did not bother to fix that because I thought nobody's, unless you come over, lift up my hair and start looking around the back of my neck, nobody's ever going to see that. So that <laughs> one I, I can live with. It's on the back. It's going to be okay. All right, let's chat about some questions. Okay, our first question is from... Tay V. Lee, I'm probably mispronouncing that, excuse me, but it says, do you prefer summer or winter knits? What's your preference, Becky? Um, as a knitter, I'd have to, I'd have to say winter knits because there's just like the whole thing. You got the hats, you got the scarves, you got the shawls, you got the gloves, mittens, uh fingerless mitts you got sweaters cardigans uh vests all that stuff there's just so much more in the winter time than there is in the summer but i do like summer knits i do like the linen and the silk and the cotton um cute little tops and all that so i mean i like all the knits <laughs> but i would say winter more so because i've got options what about you you know, if you went into my closet and answered it that way, my pile of FOs would definitely lean winter heavy. I like making sweaters. Most of the time, all the pretty cables and lacy sweaters and cardigans, they're all winter knits technically. But I think that's more fun for me to knit versus my finished object. I usually prefer to wear my summer knits just because I live in Arkansas where it's a hundred degrees in the summertime, high humidity. And even in the wintertime, there's a limited amount of days that you can wear heavy wool <laughs> cabled sweaters. So definitely more fun to knit the winter things, but I probably wear more of the summery knits that I have made. I think they probably get a little bit more use. I'm trying to lean more into winter knits with mixed fiber yarns. So, you know, even if it's a cardigan or a, a long sleeve pullover, maybe knitting it with a yarn that's 50% merino, 50% cotton or silk. I think that would maybe give me a little bit more flexibility. That's a good idea. Um, I th and plus, I think, that's a perfect idea for you because you do run, you are warmer than I am. I am, I get, once I get cold, it's like, I cannot shake it. I cannot get warm unless I get into a bathtub and like soak in there. I just, it's just like, I cannot warm up once I get cold. So I do wear my winter knits quite a bit because of that. Um, so, but I think that's an excellent idea to make some fibers 
because I have a really a cotton sweater that I thr thrifted that I put on a lot in the winter time. So I probably will make a some kind of cotton winter item this year. Yeah, I think it would make, I think it would make my sweaters a lot more wearable for me. But yes, you're totally right. I feel like Cody Lundin from Dual Survivor, the guy who doesn't wear shoes in the snow and ice and he just, he's, you know, trying to strengthen his mitochondria in his feet. He just walks around the snow and wears shorts. He never wears pants. And then he will wear like a wool sweater when he's in the cold on top of it. I literally could wear shorts in the ice and snow as long as I had a coat on, on my upper half. I, I'm, I'm so hot all the time. <laughs> I really am. I don't even like wearing socks very often. I really don't. I'm weird for a knitter. Oh, I have to wear them in the winter time. Otherwise I think they'll turn, my toes will turn blue and we'll have to amputate them. <laughs> Maybe I, I think I've picked the wrong craft. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Knitting is always the right craft. True, true words. <laughs> okay, what's our next question? So our next question comes from Lindsay of Always Yarn First. Hey, Lindsay. Um, her question is, what's your go-to bind off? I am a tight knitter and I really struggle with this. Hi, Lindsay. I actually got to meet Lindsay this weekend. So nice. I'm excited to answer her question. She And as she was wearing her knitting, it was really cute. And her friend had on a fully crocheted dress, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. You know what? I use a regular bind off, a bind off in pattern a lot. I use that a lot. But a tip, if you're finding that that is too tight when you do it, get a bigger size needle or two sizes bigger and leave your stitches on your other, you know, your working needle that you've had it on. And all you have to do is use that bigger size needle for your right hand, your right hand needle as you're binding off. And that will really loosen your bind off up a lot. Have you done that before? Yes. Anytime it says um, bind off loosely in pattern, I, and if I'm really like, I don't know if I can do it. Cause a lot of times if I consciously make the effort, I can, yeah, I can bind off pretty loose, but sometimes I think I'm just, I don't know. I'm just too heat up or whatever I have. I need to, but I will get another needle. I'll get a bigger needle and bind off that way. Um, if you don't want to bind off in pattern, or if you don't have to, um, I think that, is it Jenny's surprisingly stretchy bind off? Yes. Um, that's a good one. It is stretchy and it's nice. It does. It is pretty too. I would say it's not ugly, but it can get wavy if you're not, yeah. if you're not careful, but it's, it's a very good bind off too. I just use that on my ranunculus. Um, it does flare a bit, I mm -hmm. find. But I think a lot of times it flares for me because I'm such a loose knitter anyway that literally I don't need to go up a needle size to do a loose um, bind off in pattern. So even with Jenny's surprisingly stretchy bind off, it is really, really loose. And the same is true for me a lot with a tubular bind off. In fact, sometimes with a tubular bind off, I 
have to pull my yarn tight, even though a lot of times in instructional videos it says don't. I find that because my stitches were so loose while I was knitting, I still have to really tighten it up and that keeps it looking neat for me. But the tubular bind off is really, really stretchy too. That's another, another good one. Nice finish. Yeah, it's pretty. But I think the Jenny's one does kind of can flare even for someone who's not a loose knitter because I'm not a loose knitter and it, and it can flare too from for me if I'm not paying close attention to not get super loose with that. Yeah, I think the easiest is just a regular bond off with a bigger or two sizes bigger. Go up as many sizes as you need to until you get the desired looseness <laughs> for your bond off. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea. Have you ever noticed that depending on the language of the pattern, sometimes it says cast off, sometimes it says bond off, sometimes it says bond on, sometimes it says cast on, <laughs> and I find myself just interchanging them all, and sometimes I'm like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> I, I, I ask myself that question about most things. What are you talking about? <laughs> So we have one more question and it is from Miss Sunshine. And the question is recommendations on podcasters on YouTube. You can recommend that you enjoy watching. All right, Becky, you are the queen of podcasts. You watch podcasts a lot, a lot of different ones. What are your recs? I do watch a lot of podcasts. I love podcasts. Um, and I know some people say that's not a podcast because it's on YouTube. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to call it a podcast. Um, a lot of times I will go and I'll just type in knitting podcast and then I will filter it by the upload date, like this week or this month. And that way I can find new people because I like to find new people. Um, speaking of which I found somebody recently, um, new, her name or her podcast channel is called wit makes, but it's W H I T. I think maybe her name is probably Whitney or something. Or I think it is Whitney. She, I like her a lot. right? And she's got quite a few. She does sewing and knitting. And she used to mix them together. But now she's doing like a sewing podcast. And then next week it'll be about knitting. And then the following week it'll be about sewing. And I really like her podcast. Um, so she's new for me. I think I binge watched quite a few of those over the weekend. How about we go back and forth? You spit one and then I'll spit one. You know, one podcast that I really like and I feel like she has been podcasting for a little while but recently she's had a lot of people talking about her podcast and I I really like it she is actually the reason that I cast on I cast on I didn't cast on it's crochet it's not knitting but anyway I started the Ariana crochet cardigan by Amy Christoffers her name is Sarah and the podcast is it is a Sarah and she speaks Dutch, but she makes one, two podcasts each week and both of those podcasts, she does one in Dutch and one in English. So she uploads four podcasts a week and I don't know how she does it because I barely can upload one podcast a week, but I, I think she's really cute, especially her, what she calls Dutchy English. I think it's, I think it's cute. She talks about her heart jumping projects. If it doesn't make her heart jump, she doesn't want to knit it, but I really like her colors, her sense of colors that she uses and I find it inspiring. So I, I do sometimes find it hard to keep up with a podcast that is updated multiple times a week, but 
I, I like having the option of it being there if I have time to watch it. And I really like her podcast. I really like her too. She's a lot of fun. So one that I also like is We Grow Wild, Martina. I love her. She is just like a free spirit and she's into like nature and herbs and flowers and she makes these little handmade wooden buttons and she knits and crochets and makes kombucha and she's super cute and sweet and I just really love her podcast. So I would say that one, We Grow Wild, is another one that I really enjoy. I like hers too a lot. She's very sweet. Another one that I like, I, I you know, talking about some that we haven't really ch- chatted about before. Um, one one channel I really like is Mel Make Stuff. She doesn't post a lot. Like she doesn't post every week or anything, but she does some really great technical knitting, sewing. She can, you know, just be like, okay, I want to make this vest and it's going to zip up and I'm going to look through my stitch dictionary and find a color work pattern that I like and I'm going to put it in a vest and then I'm going to add a zipper and <laughs> all these Pico edging details. And she shows you how she does it through the whole process. And I think she's got some really great informative videos. I like to watch her videos because I feel like I learned something new when I watch it. Um, and then another one I found not too long ago was it's a mom and a daughter and they're called the Fruitful Hands. And I can't remember what 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 mama's name is. But I remember the daughter's Katie, and they're they're really cute. And they um, I think they're from Kentucky, and they're just real enthusiastic about knitting. And they knit all sorts of cute things, socks, sweaters. Anyway, they uh, they're just adorable. And they've got an Instagram. I think the same thing as the Fruitful Hands, and uh, they've made Ranunculus recently and Salty Air Tea. That's what I was thinking of. Mama Fruitful Hands, I can't remember her name, but she uh, recently made her salty air tea and showed her finish uh, uh, tea on the beach. And it was just, it was super cute. So I really like their channel a lot. And of course, I know we both watch, you know, when we talk about them all the time, Mega from Skeins of Dreams and Anna from Brooke Willow. And the, we, I mean, there's so many, I can't, I can't even... <laughs> Right. Can't even name them all. We do we watch a lot of podcasts, but we'll have to we should we should definitely do this again and and chat about some more podcasts that we that we really enjoy. Like you had said, you know, we've got our our OG podcasts like Mega and um and Anna, but uh and all the other ones, you know, that we've talked about in times past, but these are just some new ones that have come to come into my radar recently. And speaking of podcasts, um, Ashley of Design by So-and-So, she has a podcast. And that's the um, designer that I recently did the summer camp kerchief uh, test knit for. And I just wanted to let everyone know that that test knit is done. The pattern's available. Um, so go check it out. There are three versions of kerchiefs or little tiny scarves, whatever you want to call them, in the pattern. So you get, you pay for one pattern and you get three options, which is fantastic. And it's a lovely pattern. I know that everyone will enjoy it. Yours turned out so well. Tell them your Instagram handle so they can go see your pictures. Yes. My Instagram is a hand knit letter. So a dot hand knit dot letter. And you can see that little um, kerchief all done up. She has since left me. I get, I gifted her to Maddie, my daughter-in-law. 
but I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely gonna make another one for myself. I loved it. It turned out so cute. Uh, you can also find me at youngfolk.nits on Instagram. And I did want to let y'all know something exciting today. Of The shop has finally gotten off the ground. It is open. I will put a link in the description of this podcast episode. But there's also a link that you can find at youngfolknits.com. But if you want to get a t-shirt or a sticker or a tote bag for the Rhinebeck Caravan Cal, then you can you can get one now. It is finally up and running. <laughs> it was a little difficult. I'm not very tech savvy. Becky tried to walk me through it. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. You did good. And the designs are adorable. There are so many different designs you can choose from. You can choose for one specific to the cal or specific to the podcast, whatever you want to do. And I'm I'm struggling not to buy them all because they are all really cute. There are a lot of different things you can choose from too, like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, totes, mugs, things like that. So you can sort of pick your poison, so to speak. <laughs> But um, again, I'll put the link for that in the description of this episode. So don't forget the Rhinebeck Caravan Cal is starting on July 15th, which is Saturday. So everybody can get knitting for Rhinebeck. And if you want to participate, don't forget to use the hashtag Rhinebeck Caravan Cal. And you can find a lot more info on Instagram all about the cow. What's it? What are you making first for the cow, Becky? Well, since you are very easy and you say that whips are allowed, Penguono's going to be the first one, but then I want to knit a vest because I think that would be a nice option. I am very, I'm going back and forth on whether or not I want to knit a shawl or a cardigan. I don't know which one. And then I want to also knit a hat for um, my husband and probably one for myself if I can if I can fit it in there. So those the are the list, things I want to knit. Huh? The list is growing. It's growing. It is. It is. I would like to have a hat, which I'll, I have a drawer full of hats, but for some reason I feel like I need to have a new hat. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely needs to be a new hat for Ron Beck. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe I'll put up a poll on Instagram. Should I do the shawl or a cardigan? <laughs> I am going to do my... Sorry, Nordland top, which I just cast on and I've just started it. So that's going to be my first entry. I also want to make a hat and a cardigan and a shawl. Can it be done? I don't know. I was going to try to make my husband a pullover, but at this point I'm like, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen because I come first. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually the reason why I'm not sure it's going to happen is because I don't think he would wear it. I think he's too hot to wear it. What shawl are you thinking of? I would like to finish my pressed flower shawl. I think that would be really fun to have. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, a third of the way through it. So maybe I could do it. We'll see. I don't know what shawl I want to make. I do have 900 yards of fingering weight yarn in one color. So you're if you guys want to give me suggestions. <laughs> yeah, your options are endless. There's some good, that's some good yardage. Yep. All right, y'all, let us know what you are planning on making for the cow, and we hope you can join us. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, and until next time, happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting. <laughs>